The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast, and I am your host, Raider Greg, and here we are, two weeks before free agency starts, and Tom, the cable guy, as known throughout the world, is the Oakland Raiders' new head coach. We're going to get into that and many more things here on show 227. Okay, Raider Nation, that's right. Tom, the basic cable guy, has been hired as the Oakland Raiders coach. We'll hit on that story. I have a whole lot to talk about on that fact. We'll also hit on some free agents. The free agent market's going to be beautiful this year. There's a lot of great opportunities for the Raiders to pick up some good players in the free agency. Might be a little costly, but we have great talent that's proven, not guys from the draft. that have to be paid a ton of money and not show a doggone thing. And We've been through that before. We will also hit the bone line and all that is that. And that should wrap up the show for the day. So without any further ado, let's get into our very first story of the day. Tom Basic Cable hired as head coach of the Oakland Raiders. In great fanfare, like Al Davis likes to do it, he unveiled his choice for the coach of the Oakland Raiders for the 2009 season. Uh, Approximately four months ago, I introduced to you Tom Cable as the interim head coach of the Raiders after the firing of Lane Kiffin. At that time, I had a hope that this guy had the ability the passion, the love of our team, the love of our players, that we would see improvement in the rate of football team from what I didn't feel was a true answer as to what we really were. Uh, To his credit, and it's been a long process, there have been peaks and valleys through the process of picking a head coach He was steadfast in his belief in the Raiders, steadfast in his passion for the Raiders, and uh, some of the things he did with the football team that we can talk about later showed me that we have a chance, we have a hope that we can go and do the things we think we can. But in any event, I'm proud, and as I say, it was a long process, We'll tell you why. We'll tell you some of the things that happened. And I only hope that the accountability of some of you to the truth will be printed 
without any equivocation and firm belief in that what we tell you is exactly what happened. I will tell you along the way what happened with Tom Cable and Al Davis in the process, but what I want to do right now is introduce the new head coach of the Raiders. He's no longer the interim coach. And I say it with pride, and I'm proud of it, Tom Cable. Thank you. Now, it's funny that this whole thing came out of this, because before we even get into the the hiring of Tom Cable, I just want to look at the process of the hiring of Tom Cable. Tom Cable was hired literally because he was the last man standing. I'm not saying that. That's just not me. That's just the facts that be what they are. Kevin Gilbride was not coming here. He wasn't going to come under the the circumstances that is the circus that is the Oakland Raiders. Although the name of the other coach considered for the head coaching position really never got out there. I can only assume that that's the guy. The fact that all the assistants were hired without anybody else's input. Oh, excuse me. Tom hired all the assistants. He hired every assistant coach. I did not hire one other than to talk to some of them about money and to talk to some of them about philosophy. I'm not sure I agreed with everyone, but I think it's a hell of a staff. And he hired every single coach. It's a bullshit for sure. You know Al Davis picked every one of those guys for reasons who knows why. The Ouija board, you name it. Tom, have you hired a defensive coordinator? And when you talked about Paul Hackett and Ted Tolner, I, I don't believe you assigned the title offensive coordinator to either one of them. W- will there be anyone with that title here? Well, it's not necessary at this point because of my involvement with the two of them. Um, it's something that, you know, I just didn't feel that was necessary at this point. Uh, to the defensive coordinator, I have hired John Marshall, who will lead our defense. Um, I'll go ahead and give you those names here real quick. Dwayne Board will be the defensive line coach. Uh, Mike Halyacek will be the linebackers coach. Lionel Washington will be the defensive backs coach along with Willie Brown. On offense, as I mentioned, uh, Ted Toner will be the passing game coordinator. Uh, Paul will coach the quarterback. Kelly Skipper will move from tight ends to running backs, who was on the staff previously. Sanjay Law will be go from being the assistant receiver coach to the receiver coach. And Adam Henry will go from a quality control position to being the tight end coach. The only position um, that I haven't hired yet okay, is the offensive line. I have hired a special teams coordinator. That'll be John Fossil, who moved up from the assistant special teams coordinator position, did a great job. Um, the offensive line coach hasn't been hired because that's, that's where I live. And, and I have a plan for that. Um, it'll be done here shortly. And uh, out of respect to it, we'll, just, we'll get it done when it's time, we'll announce it. Tom, the cable guy, was not going to be the coach until the last second, evidently, because the other mystery candidate was so close. Phil Barber, Santa Rosa Press Democrat. Hey, Hello. Uh, Al, why did it take as long as it did for you to make this announcement? I mean, you say very nice things about Tom. Um, what, what went on during that time, and, and why didn't it happen earlier? Uh, <clears throat> three things manifested itself. One, it was a process. And I really did consider another individual very strongly right up until the end. And that individual and Tom were competing. Number two, unfortunately, Tom suffered a very serious blow while this process was going on. 
his dad passed away. And so we had a hiatus of about a week and a half of which all we did was talk on the telephone occasionally, but he had things to do in Merced, in uh, Seattle, in Georgia, and uh, that, that held it up too. And number three, the thing that held it up was the Super Bowl. I could have done it last Thursday, but I didn't want to interfere with the Super Bowl and thought that this was the best time for everyone. I didn't want to take you away from the Super Bowl or take him still of the things he had to do. He had to be in Atlanta, Georgia for a couple days. The funniest thing, I think, is when Al Talks tries to explain on how he picked up the assistants and both coaches were involved in picking the assistants. And I really did consider another individual very strongly right up until the end. And that individual and Tom were competing. When I met with Tom for approximately four hours and he outlined what he saw as the future of the Raiders, the staff, the players, and all those things, he told me what kind of staff he'd like. And I said to him, can you get that kind of staff? He said, I can get that kind of staff. I said, you go out and get that kind of staff and bring them back here. You tell me that these are the people you want on your staff and we'll hire them. Let me see what you can do about putting the staff together. That's number one. Number two, I gave the same consideration to the other individual. He went out with the idea of putting a staff together to bring back that would be the staff of the Raiders. And Tom was very, very strong on who he wanted to keep from the old organization and from the new organization. Scott Osler, San Francisco Chronicle. I'm a little bit confused now. Could you just explain? You had Tom and one other guy, and you basically had it, made it a contest. Not, well, you make, you're making it a contest. I, you I, said you had each of them go out and see what kind of staff they could hire. Yes, yes. But how can they hire staff when they don't have the job? Well, they do it. That's all that goes on in pro football. If you think uh, Todd Haley didn't hire his staff last week, if you think 90% of them don't, you don't know a thing about football. No, I, maybe it's my misunderstanding, but if you have two head coaching candidates. Yes. And you authorize them both to go out and see what kind of staff they How can they sign people? To, how can they hire people when they're well, not? They, they can hire people, but they can tell us who they want, bring them in, and make sure that we can get them. There's a lot of times they say, I can get this guy. Now, there were two guys that both of them, both of them ticketed. But what they want was responsibilities that neither were Tom nor this other fellow would give him, and that's play calling. Tom called the plays the last few games of the season. If you remember, he took it away from Greg Knapp. And uh, I, I, uh, it's pretty simple. That's the way it's done, Scott, whether you believe it or not. Now, maybe I'm shocked that, uh, uh, that you asked that question, but that's the way it's done. Guys are told, you got a shot at this job, and immediately, what are they doing? Calling around, trying to get a staff together. Who will join? and things like that. That's the way it works. It's always worked that way. Right, but it's a long process, so in the meantime, people are accepting jobs at other places. So well, that's if you considered the other places. For example, if you considered the other people. And uh, I don't specifically, uh, we had some weight. We had some weight for Tom Cable. We had some weight for the other coach. And uh, 
But look, everyone does it their way, but uh, I think you're wrong if you don't think that every coach who gets a call and says, look, you're a candidate for job A at the so-and-so, he doesn't get on the phone and start trying to hire guys. And you find that several people try to hire guys. We have some guys who've come on our staff now, and the staff is near complete, maybe one or two isn't complete, staff is near complete, who uh, uh, have been uh, offered jobs with other teams and refused to take them. Wanted to be here. I know you, you know, uh, if you wonder how, that's the way it works though, Scott. Can you just say what roughly the time frame was when Tom and the other guy were basically in competition? Was it a period of a week or a couple of weeks or? Well, I think they were in competition uh, a long while, a long while, up until uh, about last Thursday. Well, it's funny that only Cable's assistants were hired. That's pretty funny. They couldn't explain that away. David White, Chronicle. Um, just trying to get this timeline straight, Mr. Davis. You, you said Tom hired all the assistants. Yes, sir. I, I know quite a few of them, and you said you didn't decide on him until Thursday. You know, guys like Lionel Washington, Skipper, uh, Henry, Sanjay, Fossil, a lot of these were made before he was named the head coach. What I'm wondering is if, um, because these are guys Tom wanted, what were you going to do if you picked the other guy? What was going to become of all these hires that he made if you end up hiring a different coach? I went over, I went over them with him, the other fella. I don't like to say the other guy, but the other fella. And uh, he understood. He was willing to accept it. You've got to remember that we're hiring about 15 coaches. This is not an easy, he was willing to accept that if we believed in it, if we thought that it was a, a good hire, I told him what we had done, who we had retained from the old staff. And he was willing to accept that. What he was interested in is his offensive coordinator, his defensive coordinator. That's what he was interested in. Although he would have called his own plays. So he really wasn't that interested in the offensive coordinator. He was asked the question whether the Oakland Raiders will move to Los Angeles. There was never a denial. There was never even a hint of a denial, which leads me to believe that's probably the direction that the Raiders are headed in. He turfed it to Amy Trask. And a reason why she wasn't in the interview? I guess she didn't want to answer that question. This belies the fact that Al, promising yes in the Lane Kiffin firing, that he was searching for a general manager and had somebody in mind. Ask again at this press conference, Al retorted and said, well, I've been thinking about it, but I really haven't made up a decision. David White again. Um, if I could spin forward, I remember when we were here last time, Mr. Davis, you talked about after the press conferences about a local guy that you might bring in Oh. to help with the personnel side. Where's that process right now? Is that still going to happen? And what kind of role are you looking to have filled? I could say to you it's filled, but I don't want to. And I could say to you it's a possibility, and uh, I would leave it at that. I'm just not ready. I just uh, went through a, uh, a long process here. It isn't easy because when... Tom would bring in these coaches, someone has to sit down with them and talk to them about money. And so occasionally I would spend some time with them about money, and it isn't easy to hire all these people and uh, come up with a comprehensive uh, money, money scale and budget. 
Well, how long does it take you to figure out that nobody of any quality wants to come here and coach for you? That's, hey, hello, Al. Hello. Hello, Al. Yes. Wake up, little boy. It's time to smell the Java. Nobody wants this job. Everybody knows that nobody wants this job. And the horse shit that comes out of your mouth just continues to insult my intelligence one conference after the next. Disappointment is just an understatement when it comes to this organization and situations like this that are so important to a franchise and an organization that has three marquee players that could bust out on any other team in the NFL to Super Bowl superstar status, pro bowlers for sure. They're stuck in Oakland with poor coaching and desperately poor management. Nothing has changed in Oakland. We have no general manager. We have no voice. The pyramid is upside down with the coach at the bottom and the players running the team on the top. Don't worry. If anybody gets upset with poor old kiss-ass Tom Cable, they can run up to Big Daddy Al and suck his ass and have something happen for them then. That's the same old Raiders you've been seeing this whole time. And I hate to be so negative, but fuck it, man. I'm telling you the truth. I'd like to see the silver lining. I'd like to hope that I am so wrong that everybody knows, well, they could point to me and say, Raider Greg, you're a dick and you're wrong. I'd love it. Please, man. I'd be the, it would be my happiness to have people doing that to me. I would love it. It would mean that everything that I've said is wrong. All my conjecture is all wrong and all my thoughts and the process are incorrect. I would welcome that to happen. But so far, there's no reason for me to believe that nothing, and I mean nothing, has changed in the offices of Alameda. They might have hired a new janitor, but they didn't hire a coach with a dynamic past, someone who brought in champion coaches that have a lot of confidence that I can say, hey, we have a good chance to make a run with the team we have. I just can't believe Al is just doing what Al does, but hey, that's the way it is. That's what's happening here, and he doesn't give a rat's ass about you or me. Trust me. Al gives no shit about nobody but Al, and that's true, so know that. Oh, brother. I'm not going to rant on very much. I will say this, though. This is on the positive note because I want you guys to know this. I wish Tom Campbell the very best. I hope that he can pull this team together and say, do what he said he was going to do and give us victories. Because I'll tell you this, if we have less than an eight-win season, I will consider this season a tragedy. If we lose any more than eight games this year, I will think this is another loser organization, a loser coaching staff, and a place that is absolutely nowhere for anyone to go with any brains. Because I'll tell you, we have the potential, we have the players, we have the talent. We just need the coaching and the decisions made at the top to make this team come together. And I just don't know if we have the coaching, folks. I sure hope we do. I wish Tom Cable all the very best. I will definitely glorify him when he does the best, and I will chastise him like I always will when he does the worst. He'll get a fair shake from me, that's for sure. 
I, I hope that our team does do better. That's all I can do is hope that our team does better because that's just the way it is. I'm a Raider fan, and I want our team to succeed. They're just not doing the changes that have to take place for this team to be a successful franchise. And on that note, I'm not going to talk about this crap anymore. This is my team as a kid. This is really a dream come true, and I'm, I'm proud of it. Uh, I'm very appreciative of the opportunity to do this. And uh, the Oakland Raiders are back. They're back. We're going to go win football games, and we're going to be a playoff team. You hear me? I'm not afraid to say that. All that negative, all that whatever, it's done. It's our time now. I want to get back to what I used to see, and I see it on NFL films all the time, Raiders knocking guys' helmets off and knocking them and beating them down and beating them down and beating them down on defense. We've been fine in special teams. Tremendous this last year. We can get better in all areas, but I want us to go back to being tough, hard-nosed, play the game the way it's supposed to be played by an Oakland Raider. To this football team, we did some good stuff at the end. We learned what it is to be a team. We learned selflessness. We learned that the individual has no chance in this game, no chance in this business, not at this level. We'll take off where we left, and we'll get right to work here come March. Our only goal is to get in the tournament, get to the playoffs. You get to the playoffs, you have a chance to win the ring. That's what this organization has always been about. Something that uh, we should all look forward to because success is in our future. To the coaching staff that we put together, uh, I'm excited about it. The opportunity to pick every one of myself was a great thing. To the fans, that Raider Nation, listen to me. It's time we came back to you with a team you can be proud of every Sunday, that everyone who walks in that stadium has a level of energy and excitement like no other. You've been great fans in the past, and it's time for us to give you something back, and that is a great football team. Tom Cable is our coach. Good luck, Tom. Welcome back to the Raiders. We look forward to seeing you out there making it happen, Padna. Good luck, buddy. Our next story will be free agents available in the 2009 season. I know that everyone's really excited about the draft. I'm excited about the draft. And it's a fun thing because there's a lot of things that can certainly change and and players that you're looking forward to getting and young prospects that no one knows about that you want to make a choice and hopefully they'll come out to be big winners. Well, that's the one thing about the, <laughs> the draft that I don't like is paying a bunch of guys a bunch of money that don't prove anything until the end and you end up with one out of seven guys that really is worth his 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 bag of gold per, per se. That's why I like free agency a lot more. I like free agency because there is a lot of potential and upside to these players because you've seen them at their best and you've seen them at their worst. And you can make a decision on their track record on how much they're going to be able to contribute to your team. I think it's a huge part of the, of the NFL and underrated and underused by the Raiders for sure. Lately, abused by the Raiders, excuse me, by Al Davis with his terrible choices in free agency. This is a place this team could really rock it up to the next level in and I'll start off with one of our most important needs, and that is offensive linemen. 
And right off the bat, we have Matt Burke out of the Minnesota Vikings, a stud, a little older. I believe he's like 35, but he's a Pro Bowl center. And we need a center there uh, because of the injuries we've had before. And Burke is just the man to do it. Great on the pass blocking and super on the run rush blocking. He's a good player and he's available. And it looks like they might cut him loose. He's a little older and I'd have to look at his medical history, but I would certainly go for him. But before I'd go for him, I'd go for Mike Goff. That's right. From the Chargeless Chargers. That's right. He is a great lineman, and the Chargers get rid of linemen left and right. This is where the Raiders, I think, should make a really big impact. We could pick this guy up. It costs us a lot of money, really, but he's a proven commodity. He's had great success, especially in the run scenario. Look at LT and his success. You know that's from the offensive line. We need someone that's on the line for the run blocking, and I think this is the guy that we could pick up. There's plenty of players out there that could make it happen for us. Jordan Gross from Carolina Panthers, first-round pick in 2003. So they slapped the franchise tag on him last year. It's probably going to give him a contract this year. But there's someone that we could look at because he's a great offensive lineman. Mark Trousher, old in the, in the tooth, but he's a Green Bay Packer. He could do it too. Marvell Smith from the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's not the most sought-after guy, but he could be a good bargain. Plus, he plays on one of the best offensive lines in sports. If you watch the Super Bowl, you saw what I'm talking about right there. Big-time value. I think this guy would be a great pickup, and you, you can't believe that. I'm going to tell you right now, there's a lot of players in free agency here that we could get that could make a big difference. And that's just offensive line. We could look at a defensive line and see what we got going on over there, too. Julius Peffers wants out of Carolina. He's a freak. <laughs> he has done pretty doggone good. The six foot seven and had 14 and a half sacks and five forced fumbles last year. So he is something to be reckoned with. Now, we don't need really a defensive end, but he would be a definite pickup, and we can improve at the position for sure. Albert Hainsworth is is uh, not very happy with the Tennessee Titans deal right now. He's having contract disputes with them as we speak. Eight and a half sacks last year, pretty doggone good. We can definitely handle him as a defensive lineman too. Bertrand Barry unrestricted free agent from the Arizona Cardinals. He finished the regular season with five sacks and a pair of forced fumbles. This guy is really good in the middle. He make a great addition to our team, and we definitely need this guy. And there's a couple other pickups there too. There's a lot of free agents that are going to be free in that offensive and defensive line scenario. Now, I know that I'm just – you know, pipe dreaming this whole thing away because I know how the Oakland Raiders go. But we need offensive and defensive linemen. If we're not going to pick them up in the draft, folks, and which I don't think is going to happen because we haven't done it in a long time, then we definitely need to do that. And let's not forget Ray Lewis. A lot of people are saying we need don't need Lewis. I don't think we do either. He's old. He's beat up. But he's a doggone good player. But right next to him that's going to be available is Terrell Suggs, who hurt his shoulder <clears throat> last season. But he is a monster and someone we could put in the middle that would complete 
and I mean complete our defense because the run would stop there. So there's some great players out there in free agency. Don't forget it. Eric Barton from the New York Jets. Excellent player. Mike Peters from the Jaguars. There's another good player. Bart Scott, unknown from the Baltimore Ravens. Now, I'm going to tell you, these players all have potential. They've all shown their, and these are outside linebackers or inside linebackers. We need one more animal in the linebacking core to really make things happen. Now we're going to look at free agents in the wide receivers places. We got Hushman Zada of the Cincinnati Bengals who's up. There's no doubt that the Bengals will probably tag him or give him a long-term deal. However, they might let him go. And if they don't let him go, they're certainly going to let Chaz the Spaz Johnson out of there. Well, not that I'm promoting Chaz Johnson. He's a pain in the ass, but he's also a great receiver. I believe if the Raiders are going to do anything, this is the season they're going to do it. Personally, I wouldn't mind having him in the locker room, even though he's a pain in the ass. If he gets the ball, he keeps his pie holes shut and makes touchdowns. This is the kind of player we could have on our team, along with our running game, would make a tremendous, tremendous possibility for our new quarterback, Jamarcus Russell, who will be going into his first real regular season as a quarterback. I mean, last year was his rookie year, so this is going to be his year, and I think he's coming around pretty good. Bobby Ingram of the Seattle Seahawks. Well, he's not going to be desired a whole lot. He's out along in the tooth. He's had a lot of injuries, but we might be able to get him on the cheap, and who knows? He could make the squad. Devery Henderson, the Saints. Woo! Very good player. Averages 25 yards per catch. Hoo-yah! You ought to have that, and they might cut him from New Orleans Saints, somebody we should look at as well. There's a lot of wide receivers out there, and there's a lot of tight ends out there. Not that we need tight end help, but we definitely could pick up a star-wide receiver, and they're available. Just have to keep our ears and eyes open. And I know a lot of people who say Chaz the Spaz Johnson would be a bad thing. I probably said it in the past myself. But if we're going to make a move in this division, we're going to have to make a move this year. This is a season that we can win the AFC West and take them down, folks. And we can do that with a good, powerful wide receiver. With Johnny Lee Higgins and Chad Sheelans out there, somebody with a little bit of hair on their chin might be just what we need to make it happen. I know, I know, I know. I've bitched about the coaching. I've bitched about other things. But this is could be as freaky as it is. It could be a good thing. And it could be a good thing for the Oakland Raiders. Who knows? All depends on the cap management. All depends on who Cable's going to let go. He's got two whopping weeks to figure it out. Isn't that crazy? I can't even believe it. Oh, well. And that's all I have to say about free agents for now. We're going to take a look as people start to leave the boards on other teams and who picks up who. It'll be interesting to see where the Oakland Raiders go with this free agent process. If it's like anything else, they'll wait till two days before the season and sign three guys. Yeah. Okay, that's it for that story because I can't take it. (laughs) Uh, Gosh. The bone line. Please save us. Somebody on the bone line. Save us from Raider Greg. 
1-800-620-7181. That's the bone line. Throw your bones. I know you got to be some kind of emotion, positive, negative, whatever you got going on. Share the drama with the rest of the nation right here on the bone line. I got some great callers. Always do. And start off here with TR in Hostile Steelers Country. Yeah. What's up, Raider Nation? This is TR from Pennsylvania calling in again. Pissed as fuck. Pittsburgh just scored a touchdown, going to win the Super Bowl. I'm going to listen to this shit bullshit for another year about how they're the best franchise in NFL history. And I can't even argue because they're going to have six rings. How can I argue that? Stuck here in PA, need to get to Cali, can't deal with this shit. Fuck the Steelers. Out. Thanks, Raider Greg. Yeah, I imagine it does blow being right there in the epicenter of the AFC triumphant Super Bowl victory. Been a long time since we've been in the show, brother, but hang in there, man. The Raiders will be back, and hopefully they'll come back right through the Steelers, and then you can rival and revel and and be happy about that. Let's just hope that happens, my brother. I understand that. You definitely got to get your ass out here to Oakland before they move to L.A. (laughs) That's pretty funny. Because I'd probably be making a trip myself to L.A. So let's see. Who is on the bone line next? Oh, a familiar voice. One of the all-time stars here in the Radio Nation bone line. Yes, siree. The Archangel from Stone Mountain, Georgia. What you got to say, my brother? Radio Greg, Radio Nation. This is Archangel from Stone Mountain, Georgia. How's everybody going? How's everybody going? Well, we're getting ready to go through some serious withdrawals here, being that the Super Bowl is finally over. But uh, anyway, I'm just calling to tell you guys that I hope Jamarcus Russell uh, was watching Ben Roethlisberger because if you notice, uh, I think Jamarcus is a little bigger than um, Ben Roethlisberger. Well, hopefully he was watching Ben and noticed that every time Ben got touched, he didn't fall down to the ground or he didn't fumble the ball. So, um Hopefully he can realize that, hey, I'm bigger than he is. I can run the ball too. Or I can run around and just wait until I see somebody open and throw a perfect pass to him. Hey, hopefully the guy did sit down there and, uh, and watch a game and not just sat at his mom's house and ate a full-course meal that uh, could last for a family of five. But uh, just joking anyway. But just thought I'd just bring that to everybody's attention. Anyway, talk to you fellas later. I'm out. All right, man. Well, Archangel, I agree with you. I was watching the game and thought the same doggone thing. I thought, you know what? Our quarterback's this big, and he kind of runs just like Jamarcus, kind of a lumbering run. They look very much alike, just like you said. And if any other fan you know, thinks about it for a second, it's, it's true. I hope that he learned. I think he learned a lot because the last two games, he was very elusive, getting out of the pocket, moving away. He does have that tendency to hold the ball too long, but he's he's a rookie still, so we can hope that he did learn from this Super Bowl. I hope so because it looked like our quarterback could do exactly the same thing, and I appreciate that phone call because that is a real deal, and don't be a stranger. Okay, who's next on the bone line? We have another classic, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, this is my good friend and sincerely hardcore Raider fan, Raider Mike, and man, my heart goes out to you. What you got to say to all of us, my brother? 
Raider Greg, this is Raider Mike calling in after I heard the news about Tom Cable getting the head coaching job for the Oakland Raiders for the 2009 season. To me personally, I just think this is just absolutely stupid. What in the hell did they take so long to announce Tom Cable as our head coach? I mean, really. I mean, to me, it's another double-digit loss season. Maybe, maybe a 7-9 and nine season. But come on. I mean, this season, let's get real with the Raider Nation here. This is Raider Mike being real with the Raider Nation. This is the best season ever for a head coaching pool of coaches out there to be had. You got John Gruden. You got Bill Cowher. You got Marty Schottenheimer. I know a lot of you fans are like going, ugh. But I'm just saying, Marty Schottenheimer speaks for himself. He turns around franchises. I mean, even Mike Shanahan, I I, I wouldn't want him as a coach because I hate that piece of crap. But I'm just saying, this coaching field is the largest coaching field ever in, in probably the National Football League history. And we are in dire need of a head coach. And we picked Tom Cable. I mean, come on. It took you this long to announce Tom Cable? I mean, come on. I, I like Tom Cable. He's not, you know, a bad person. I think he can coach a football team. But for me, each and every single season, I, I look at who's going to take us to the promised land. Who's going to win us a world championship? And I'm telling you right here, right now, there's no way Tom Cable can take us to a world championship. I've been watching Raider football for 29 years. I love this team as much as anybody out there. But come on. I mean, Tom Cable, he filled in nice to finish off the season. You know, I thought, you know, he was the right guy for the right time to finish off this debacle of, a you know, embarrassment of hiring and firing coaches or whatever. But to hire him for our next season, which is the most critical season of this franchise, developing our, our franchise quarterback and our franchise running back, and you put Tom Cable in there? Oh, my goodness. I am just... I'm heartbroken, Raider Greg. I, I really am. You, you might renew. You know, you're telling everybody you renew, but, you know, you only live so far away. But, you know, I know two and a half hours don't sound like a lot, a lot of time in the car to a lot of people out there across the globe. But for me, it, it, it's a lot. And uh, I just don't see myself renewing the season tickets, and I'm very disappointed. Fucking Tom Cable. That's all I got to say. I'm out. <laughs> you took the words right out of my mouth, man. That's my story. That's what I'm sticking to, Mike. I understand your frustrations with the lack of the talent pool in the interview process. Hey, at the very least, they could bring people in to 
gauge who we have here. You know, a lot of times interviews outside uh, lets people inside know that they got a pretty good thing going on. So I don't know what that whole thing was about. It was in typical Raider fashion, in secret, and lies and innuendos, smoke and mirrors. Yep. And I understand that, and it pisses me off, too. Of all those people, of all the people available, Tom, the cable guy, gets the nod, and I just wish him the best. I hope he gets, you know, I hope he does good. I hope with this whole jacked-up organization, he pulls out a rose out of a pile of crap. That'd be beautiful. I'd love to see it happen. But, you know, it's hard as a Raider fan. I have my reservations. I know two and a half hours going to a game is no problem. Brother, it's that two and a half hours back home after we've been beat by the Chiefs with a 1-15 and record. That's what I'm talking about as far as being driving at two and a half hours. Because, hey, if you won, the drive wouldn't be too bad, huh? But it sure does blow when you're expecting your team to show up and all you get is a handful of crap instead of roses. So I understand that too, brother. I understand I'm probably going to re-up my tickets because, honestly, I don't think they're going to be here long. I don't think I'm going to have to pay the season ticket price very long because I think their ass is out of here. That's my two cents. I'm sticking to it. Who's on the line next? What's happening? We got Raider Mike from Gainesville, Florida. Hit it, my brother. Hey, Raider Greg, Raider Mike here, Gainesville, Florida, giving you a call. I just got the news, of course, that – uh Tom Cable's our man, and I'm I'm happy about that. Uh, you know, I, I saw you know, of course, and all the other Raider fans saw that uh, Cable, you know, pretty did a pretty good job considering the circumstances. I mean, he's, you know, basically was taking over a team that was a little confused, I guess, when uh, lame Kiffin was fired. You know my feelings about him, but uh, I'm glad we you know they kept Cable. He's, you know, what they. I like about him. He's loyal, and he wanted to be a Raider. And that's the thing that I, I had a problem with Kiff, Kiffin about. He didn't want to be a Raider. I mean, you know, basically, you know, even though everybody talks shit about Al and everything, and Al, you know, of course, done some things that are bad to the organization. But if I look at the whole situation with Kiffin, um, I think he did the right thing. The only thing is he should have fired him probably earlier in the season. And, you know, um, Kiffin – was doing things that were detrimental to the team, you know, as far as the senior bowl last year. You know, one of my buddies was at the game, and he noticed that Kiffin wasn't wearing any Raider uh, pair of, uh, or Raider bar uniform gear. So, you know, that, that is detrimental to the team, showing that you're not a loyal Raider. And I, that's one thing that, you know, you, me, and the rest of Raider fans, you know, all of us are loyal. So, you know, I want somebody who's going to coach the team that's going to be loyal and wants to be there, and obviously Kiffin, you know, had all or alternative plans pretty much. But, um, like I said, Cable looks like, you know, um, I think he can do a good job. I mean, I was impressed with him when he was actually hired as an interim coach when I watched the interview. Um, he was pretty, you know, I could tell he was passionate about be Raider. wasn't, I didn't think any bullshit. I mean, he, he got me so hyped, I wanted to go out there and strap on a helmet so I could see the players, you know, feel the same way about him, and then finally, you know, coming together those last two games. So um, I think the potential's there. I mean, I, even though we don't have a GM, uh, I think the players can respond on the cable, you know, give him the coaches he wants um, and, you know, give him the team he wants, you know, give him a full season, see what he can do, and I think he can do it. 
you know, I'm not expecting playoffs or anything like that, but I think we can be competitive at least and, you know, at least gain some respectability, which we've lost the last, you know, five years. Of course, the BSPN is put on. Those fucking bastards, I hate them. But anyway, um, I'm I'm impressed with you. I'm glad I'm with the hire, I should say. Um, you know, I'm going to be behind Cable. And, you know, and like I said, I'm going to be behind Al on this. I know some people probably think I'm crazy, but, you know, I think some of the things Al did as far as situation with Kiffin, I think he handled it. Like I said, just the only thing he should have done a little bit earlier, but I think he handled it proper. I think we needed to get Kiffin out of there because he was, he didn't want to be a Raider and we needed to run his ass out of there. So, um, but, you know, it seems like these assistants that he's picking, the K1 Al are picking, seem like they're experienced. You know, Paul Hackett, that's a great hire as a quarterback coach for Jamarcus and, you know, I think that's what Jamarcus needs, a good quarterback coach that's experienced. And, you know, Paul Hackett worked with Rich Gannon, so if he can work with Gannon, I think he can work with Jamarcus. Um, you know, I think if we can get this guy, John Marshall, from Seattle, he seems like a pretty good defensive coordinator, according to the Raiders, and he's supposed to be pretty good. So um, I like some of the assistants that they're hiring, and, I, you know, I think Al, I guess, tomorrow will explain, you know, why he did it. I, I got a little bit of a um, – Inkland, I guess, looking on some of the websites and everything, saying the reason why Al did it this way because he didn't like some of the assistants that Art Shell and uh, Kiffin hired. So that's why he, you know, wanted to kind of clean house, which I can agree with. You know, Kiff, um, Cable should have his own guys in there or at least have some type of control. Um, maybe he does because I heard he was interviewing these guys too, so. Um, but, yeah, I agree with, like, Greg Knapp was horrible. I don't know why we picked him as offensive coordinator. Of course, Rob Ryan was garbage. He should have been gone a long time ago. So I'm glad we got a, you know, full slate of assistance and maybe we could do something. You know, like I said, just be competitive and hope for the best. I think we, we got a chance at least to hopefully finish at least second in, in the division next year. So um, hopefully um, we can get, a you know, some good picks too. So, Anyway, sorry for the long message there, Ray Greg. Just wanted to holler at you and let you know that I was happy about the hire and, you know, hopefully we'll, um, you know, do what we need to do. You know, try to win and be respectable. Anyway, all my brothers and sisters, Raider Nation, Raider Nation for life. Peace. Well, I'm all over the positive vibes for Cable. I don't quite have the confidence in him that you have. But I have to have confidence in him because he's our coach, and I'm going to stand behind him. As far as the Al Davis reasoning for all the crap that he does, I'm not buying it. I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid. Now, I understand everyone has an opinion, and yours is not wrong. It's just different. My opinion is that uh, this is all a big joke, the facade of fairness, the facade of hiring coaches that really know what they're doing. I understand that the defensive coordinator position should could be pretty good, but I also understand that Al Davis runs the defense. He has forever. Ask anybody who knows. So I'm not going to hold a lot of water in that bucket. And the offensive coordinator is going to be, well, you guessed it, Tom Cable. So he did good last year. I hope that works out. Uh, I know that Sanjay Lal is our wide receivers coach, or, or is he our defensive bad coach? I don't know, but I just thought that was a funny hire when you have eight months to figure out who you want to bring in, and here's this guy. I've never heard of him. And things like that just blow me away. Uh, the inference, too, about um, this Kiffin thing. You know what, man? Kiffin was 
under the bus from the very beginning. He was a scapegoat for a season. Al had to do something last minute hire. He had to hire somebody. I think it was a panic hire. And I think once he got in there, Al could have taken care of Kiffin, brother. Al could have put Kiffin under his arm and, and made him a better coach. But it didn't work out that way. Al gets his feelings hurt, blah, blah, blah. We've heard it before. I ain't going to go too much into it because I'll start to freak out. But I, I do agree this. We will give Cable his due. He is our coach. Hats off to him. And I pray that he could at least get us to a 500 season because if he has less than that, I think his goat-smelling ass should be on the train home. And that's what I'm talking about. Okay, who's next? We have a good contributor to the show. Regular good voice for the Raiders. The Virginia Raider. What's up, Raider Nation? It's Virginia Raider. Now it's official. We've got Cable, the Cable Man, as a coach. Obviously, all of us could see through all the bullshit and know that that's where we were going, which is fine by me. Uh, I'm cool with it. Um, I was actually scared we would go out and get a dude like Fossil or one of those other morons that can't even get a coordinating job after getting fired as a head coach. So, you know, stupid crap like that. Classic Raider fashion of the past six years. I thought that's the way we'd go, but we didn't, thankfully. Um, my question is, where do we go now? Because we're going to be one of the few teams that can't bring in many guys, especially if we re-sign Osamar, even if we tag them. I mean, that's $13 million for one year. We're not going to be able to bring anybody in, especially if we got the seventh pick. So uh, we'll have to see where this offseason goes. I'm I'm sure we're going to be frustrated for a longer time, uh, especially this offseason, than we will to be happy. Um, but we can just take it one day at a time, and uh, that's all I got this week, guys. Peace. Yeah, I know. It's a bunch of smoke and mirrors and bullshit done in typical Raider fashion, like you say. It's pretty funny you would say that because that's exactly what I think, too. Uh, you know, I know we, we're going to have trouble with Namdi. I know we're going to have trouble with Leckler. We do have money, though. We have people we can cut. There's a lot of fat that needs to be trimmed. I'm hoping that the cable guy has enough huevos or enough juice to actually make some moves and get rid of some dead weight around here. I know we could probably go over the cap because actually there's no cap in 2010. It wouldn't hurt us. Uh, we could really go out there. It depends on how much money old Uncle Al has uh, stored up, uh, whether he's going to go out and do it or not. And we'll find out. We'll find out if he gets anybody of any quality, for crying out loud. The problem is getting people to come here. That's the problem. And free agency, the money's one thing. The team is something else. You look at players like Gonzalez, he wouldn't come here because he wants to go to a winning team. And we definitely aren't a winning team. I think so. that's why we're going to have to be stuck with our youth. I think in the draft, we'll probably have to go with a lineman because it's a low-cost item. That's why I hit on linemen. Uh, I mean, on the free agency, I think linemen are going to be the deal uh, because they're cheaper. Uh, I don't think we're going to go out and get a wide receiver in free agency or anything like that. I do think we got to stick with a basic position, actually the cheaper positions, which would be a line. Um, other than defensive end, that gets a little more expensive. But defensive line, defensive tackle, offensive tackle, offensive guard, uh, center, those kind of positions, definitely we should do a free agent gathering because we need it big time. So I'm, that's all I'm going to say about that. Great call. Great call in. Keep them coming, my brother. 
Who is next on the line? We have my good brother, Juan Jorge. This guy's diehard, folks. Make no mistake about it. What you got to say, partner? Hey, this is Juan Jorge. Tom Cable was introduced as head coach. And I, as many other Ranger fans, bashed him through his anemic play calling early on. But then again, season being over and looking back on it, with the last two games not being an influence whatsoever on what I'm about to say, um, he took over a dysfunctional team. He never complained, never bashed anyone in the media like Kiffin did. You know, watching Cable and what he said, and Al told us that um, he picked the staff. You know, maybe we have something going on here. Maybe, maybe we do. Am I being a little optimistic? Sure I am, but guess what? It's the off season, and that's what happens, you know. I will be attending the Commitment to Excellence Center, which is coming up uh, next month, um, which is March 6th. Can't believe you guys aren't going, but, hey, you know, you guys will be missed. Um, you know, it'll be fun to meet Namdi and Justin, and I'm sure there'll be some other players there. Um, I will be begging Namdi Asimov to please stay on the Raiders. Not that he cares what I have to say, but hope he stays and Shane too. And, you know, someone asked me today who I'd rather have, Shane or, or Namdi, and you can't pick. You know, that, that's that you can't do it because they're focused on two different sides of the football. Um, they they focus on two different perspectives. And, you know, we need the field position game. We need to win that every single time. We need to win. Uh, we cannot get beat deep. Um, and Namdi is the true definition of a shutdown corner. He really is. And I think he is the best cornerback in the NFL right now. And um, he shows it in the way he prepares and the way he – he goes out and plays. You know, he's a very class act, and and he, you know, he's a Raider. And I really hope he stays. If he leaves, it'll be a big, big blow. I hope Tom Cable goes. Maybe he might be there. I hope he is. You know, it'll, it'll be cool to talk to him, see what he's about, just have a one-on-one -on -one with him. And I'm also going to work really, really hard to try to go out to Denver next year. Um, I'll also be going to San Diego, most likely. So I'm already pumped for this upcoming season. I'm pumped for the for the draft. I'm pumped for free agency to see how much influence Tom Cable has. Some will say he doesn't have any say, but you know, with the past six years, who knows? Al Davis is a very passionate man. We all know that he wants to win. We all know that. Um, we all know that he has had all the power, and he still might have all the power. But listening to Tom Cable and, you know, him having a full off season to get this team under his belt, um, you know, maybe it could be some good. And, you know, I'm glad you guys are renewing your season tickets because it wouldn't be the same without you guys. But, you know, I think this bashing of Tom Cable has to stop because, you know, all you guys that, that you know, people that are bashing Tom Cable right now have not given him a chance. And once, if he starts winning, you know, you guys will be liking him. Um, if he doesn't, hey, you know what? We're back in the same spot we are right now. We have young players on this team. I'm very, very excited about Board, uh, the new defensive line coach, and John Marshall, the defensive coordinator. 
both those guys coming from Seattle. And, you know, someone someone please bash those guys because those two guys are very, very solid. Um, both those guys worked under Mike Holmgren, who's a very, very respectable coach. John Marshall was, a, in my eyes, a very good defensive coordinator based on how he had those guys playing. And remember, when we played this, this um, Seahawks in, I think, in 2006, when we had our show, they devoured us. Um, and some will say, well, that team sucks. It was under our shell, blah, 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 blah. However, you know, that year they did extraordinary. And in 07 and 08, you know, they did great. I think the only reason he got let go was because um, Jim Mora took over as head coach, and most head coaches, when they get in, um, want to bring in their own staff. So that's why I think he got let go. It worked out for us. Um, and I hope he does good, and I hope Al Davis gives him a little leeway on what he wants to do defensively because we have um, a lot of talent on defense. This is Juan Jorge, and I'm out. Well, Tom Cable's our coach, man. I'm all for him. Yay, Tom. Go, Tom. Beat their ass, Tom. But don't be pulling any horse crap, Jankowski, you know, handoffs kind of thing. Don't be telling me that you put the staff together by yourself. I'm not buying it. The only position um, that I haven't hired yet okay, is the offensive line. I have hired a special teams coordinator. Don't tell me that Al Davis is going to get a GM next week, and don't tell me that they got the best coaches on a nationwide search. I did not hire one other than to talk to some of them about money and to talk to some of them about philosophy. I'm not sure I agree with everyone, but I think it's a hell of a staff. And he hired every single coach. I just want you to know that, and I want the few doubters in here who think that I hired the assistant coaches. That's not true. I never hired Lane Kiffins. I never hired uh, Art Shells. That, my friend, is some bullshit, for sure. And as far as Namdi and... Leckler, I love Leckler, but you cannot even compare the two. You have a shutdown corner. That's worth millions and millions of dollars, my friend, as opposed to a kicker. Even though Leckler is an exceptional kicker, you cannot let the cornerback go, the shutdown back go. You got to let Leckler go and hope you can find someone as good. But it's much more important to have that shutdown corner on our defense than to have position on the field from a kicker. I understand your point, but there's no comparison with the two, thus the salaries. Now, I understand that we have things to do. Now, I'm not going to go to the commitment to excellence dinner, and Randy's not either. We already talked to both these guys. We talked to Namdi. We also talked to uh, Vargas. Um and that's not the whole reason why I'm not going, but it's one of the reasons I'm not going because it's not a new player. Um, we have other players on the team, I think, could have handled that award this year, but that's just what the fans said. Anyway, not to beat a dead horse, I'm a, I might be going to Denver too, so I'm not sure about that as well, and I certainly might be going to San Diego too. I don't know about what's going on with that either. It really depends on Tom Cable. Whether he's willing to, ready to get this team going, whether he's willing and able to do it. Yeah, yeah, we've heard all the fanfare. Yes, he's a Raider. Blah, 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 blah. 
I could play you back acceptance speeches from Marcel, from Ga- from everybody, Joe Bugle. You know, all all the every coach that ever has taken this, the last fourteen anyway, have the same thing to say. I've always loved the Raiders. I always wanted to be a Raider. I'm so proud to coach the Raiders. We've heard the song and dance already. It's time to have some substance. I just think the touching pick was a joke. The touching pick, touching pick, touching, 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 touching. I love it. I think the process was a huge joke and transparent as hell. I don't know who Mr. Davis thinks he's fooling here. I don't know who. Maybe it's, uh, I have no idea who he thinks he's fooling, but he sure ain't fooling this Raider fan. That's for damn sure. I'm all for cable. Let's go, cable guy. You got the free agency coming up in a couple weeks. We got to see who we can pick. We got to cut some people quick. So you got to decide what's going on right away. That should have been decided three months ago. But I have a sneaking feeling that they're still not sure what the hell they're going to do because it's just how the team works. We're always a day late and a dollar freaking short. I hope they're ready to pounce on the good free agents, get the money out there, sign them, and get their ass into, into camp. Other than that, man, I just think that here we are. We finally have a coaching staff. The Chiefs don't have one. We can always point a finger at those clowns. But we do have a coaching staff, and we're going to go forward. I just pray that it's the right one. It's like, like I said before, like taking a bunch of names out of a hat of people you've never heard of before and throwing them into position. Yes, we did get the two good people bored, and we got, uh, I forget the other guy's name, from Seattle. I have hope for the defense, but that's Al Davis's thing. You guys know that. He's going to run that defense. That 4-3 will never see a change in the base 4-3 as long as Al is still above ground. That's the way it's going to be. So I hope he can do something with that defense. I hope he allows us to get some good players. We need a monster middle linebacker like Ray Lewis, not particularly him, but someone like him to stop that run in the middle, and we could have a dominating defensive force. I'm telling you that right now. Blitzes and things like that, we need to work on those too. I just hope that Al keeps his crooked little fingers out of the pie, at least until he sees what's happening. And then if we start to win, he'll keep his dirty little fingers out of there all together. So good luck, Cable. Welcome to the Raider Nation. Welcome to the permanent side of the Raider Nation. I hope you are all well worth the $1.3 million that you are asking for in your salary. And the Raider Nation is looking for great things. And I am looking for great things. And I am Raider Greg. And I am Hoot! Hoot!